Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is longtime referee, professional wrestling historian, you name it. You could probably put almost any title of wrestling on this man, James Beard. How are you, sir? Doing good, Vince. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for for giving me your time today. I wanted to bring you on. And um, well, you and I have talked uh, several times in in the the past few years. And and now we're finally having an opportunity to record it for a podcast. So I'm glad we're finally getting to do this. Yeah, well, my pleasure. You bet. So for for maybe the fans that aren't aren't familiar with you, just kind of give a little bit of a your credentials. You have a long, uh, you have a long-standing uh, referee career in Texas, North Texas. Well, all around the United States, but you know, I know you from North Texas, and then also Japan, uh, and and many other hats as well. So, just kind of give us a brief description of your of your uh, connection with pro wrestling. Well, that's pretty much it. I, I started in in the Dallas area, and, and of course worked at the Sportatorium. Starting in uh, round '86 and worked worked all the way through until it until it closed really, or until until the TV wasn't done there anymore. Uh, and I worked, uh, you know, worked with the uh, USWA Global, uh, quite a few different other uh, domestic organizations. And I worked over in Japan for several years uh, as a regular over there. So I, I you know, that, that all of that is as a referee, and then I got involved in the in the creator side of things, and and so I've, I've done a little bit of all of it, I guess you could say. And you know, you said uh, 1986 that that was a, when you started working at World Class Championship Wrestling. Yeah, late, late, late. Yeah, I, I started. I got started kind of getting into business then. I, I've been playing music up until that point, and. And I continued to do that for a little while after that. So I, I didn't, I didn't jump all four feet into it for a while. But uh, um, yeah, that was around that time when I really started getting involved. You know, and and to uh, just kind of paint the scene of of world class. Then was that when you came in? Did had Fritz already disconnected with the NWA? No, he did that a little later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, he uh, basically made his um, his organization, I think he changed his name from World Class Championship Wrestling to World Class. The the TV show was called World Class, the organization. They did, people started calling it World Class because the TV show got over so well. So the, 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 the promotion wasn't really World Class until, I think, 88, I believe, something like that in that neighborhood but but people watching from home you know people they called it world class yeah of course yeah right yeah right yeah we don't care about all the particulars james we just we just want our wrestling right (laughs) so the von erics you know what was what was the you know of course by 1986 we um you know we we Let's see. We lost. We lost Gino, right? By this yeah, time, things were kind of going downhill a little bit. You yeah. know, and 
got got a little worse, and then then it got a little bit better. Uh, Eric Embry came in as a booker for a while and kind of revived things a little, and and, uh, and then USWA came in with Jerry Jarrett, and uh, that lasted for a while. And there 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 were some issues with with the with the uh, ownership between the partnership, I guess, between the Jarretts and and uh, uh, the Bon Ericks, and then. <clears throat> Then, of course, it, uh, Kevin came back in and re- tried to restart world class a little bit, but he didn't have TV. And then uh, Global came in and uh, that lasted for several years. So, it, it you know, it, it always kind of an extension off of world class, no matter how you put it. So, Right. And, and Global was really kind of like the revival. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I mean, of all the promotions that came in, you know, I I would think on the outside looking in that that was probably the strongest offshoot, right? Yeah, it, it sustained for several years. Yeah, um, and and probably should have sustained a little longer. But yeah, it, it's one another one of those stories about a uh, little bit of uh, mismanagement going on. But uh, you know, and that's a long story. I won't get into that. But it, it's it's yeah, global global did a lot of things. It it, it uh, gave a lot of guys opportunities. Uh, it was well received pretty much. I think probably uh, a lot of people look back on it now and give it a lot more credit than they did back when it was, it was actually going on. Uh, a lot of guys got their start there and, and did very well. So with that, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the global area era, I guess I should say. Right. Um, for the most part, there, there were, th- there were issues there too, just like every other promotion. But uh, um, for the most part, I think it did a lot of good. Yeah. And, and when you, when I think of Dallas, you know, I think, you know, I think of it being a strong wrestling town. And even to this day, there's several independent promotions running out of Dallas. And, you know, if you frequent that market, you're, you're going to see that there's a pretty strong pulse up there, right? Yeah, I mean the the the, the Dallas market's always there's always been room for wrestling there, you know, and, and there are actually a, a several independent promotions that run and run regularly, about most of them monthly, and 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 some of them do very well. I mean, they don't you don't have big huge crowds like we used to have at that world class or, or global, but uh, um, they they still sustain and do well, and that that gives those those younger guys a place to to get a start and you know maybe maybe start a career there. You never know. A few a few guys have come out of that that local market and done pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They some of those uh, independent uh, companies do have a pretty strong following. You know, they so. do, and and uh, two or three of them are actually kind of teaching promotions where they, they really started out as training, and then they they started running shows with those guys. And in fact, I worked with one this just this last week, uh, Bobby Horn, uh, Sir Mo used to be in WWE. He's got got a, a promotion there that is nearly all uh, trainees and, and he'll bring a guy in or two to work with them every, every month. And, and uh, they do a great job. And, you know, and you got two or three more experienced guys there that kind of help guide the guys around. And, and uh, I've been there a couple of times and really enjoyed it. So it, they, it's, it's a, it's a uh, kind of a, it's really a valuable thing for these young guys to have a place like that to work and learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because back in the territory days, you know, they were wrestling every night. They're not doing that now. 
you know, they're wrestling on the weekends, but to have a, like a, a core place or a school and then you know, a place to perform, you know, it's definitely ideal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the back in the territory days for the most part, there wasn't any, there wasn't any such thing as school wrestling school. Right. Right. You know, it was, you, you got trained by an individual or, you know, the guy might, might take you aside or throw you in there and just tell you to sink or swim or something like that. But, uh, the wrestling schools really didn't start until the territory started kind of dying a little bit. And, and I think a lot of guys, that was kind of their, their way of getting involved in the business somehow. And, and you know, it, 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 it has its good points and its bad points, but, uh, uh, there's, there's a bunch of them around, you know, and, and, and it all, it all comes down to the quality of the teacher. And, uh, uh, some of them were very, very good. Some of them, so-so. And in the territory days, they were wrestling every day. So that that was yeah. their on-the-job training. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have time to get trained. You know, people ask me who trained me. I have nobody. I, the, everybody. Had nobody and right. everybody. I learned from, uh, and I tell guys this all the time, I learned more listening than ever did in the ring. And, uh uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I learned something from this guy and from that guy and all the guys I've worked with. And then, the, the, you know, you'd go into the sportatorium back in those days and I'd sit and talk with Red Bastine and Johnny Valentine and Skandar Akbar and whoever else might show up, you know, before the matches. And I learned so much just doing that, you know, and and uh, that's how you got, that's how you learned. That's how you got trained. And, and it all depended on you from there, you know. Um, it's it's wrestling schools are, are are like a they're really relatively new to the business overall you know since maybe 1990 or some maybe late 80s 90 i know chris adams started doing that in in, in global and uh, I, uh, I actually helped him with that a little bit for for a while but um <clears throat> that was the first i remember of, of even having seen a wrestling school uh, and i'm sure there may have been one or two somewhere else but it's just the way it, Kind of a kind of a new thing in the business. Right. Switching gears, want to talk about the upcoming movie, the upcoming movie of the Von Erichs, the Iron Claw. Yeah. Uh, you had a uh, role in that, and yeah. You know, tell us a little bit about what you know and uh, what fans can expect. Well, I think it's going to be a surprise to some people. It's, it's I don't I don't just you know you get when you're doing. Uh, scenes like I was there most of November and a little bit in December and and doing the most most of my well on screen stuff was, was definitely in the, in the ring uh, doing doing uh, spots in the ring and, and scenes in the ring and and uh, uh, when you when you're doing those you get little pieces of script you know so you can kind of read it and you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that from it and you try to figure out you know what what's the whole story. You know, so so none of us really had the whole script. Uh, only Sean Durkin, who's uh, the writer and the, and the director, and and whoever he was entrusting with that had had the whole story. Uh, but from what I could tell, um, it's really going to be more of a, a a character study, more of a, a real personal type story. Uh, it looked to me, from what I could read, that that a lot of it had to do with with. Uh, uh, Kevin and, and and how he dealt with things in those days and and uh, you know him being the oldest son and yet he wasn't really the one that got featured I mean he, he uh, the David was the guy that they kind of depended on to carry the promotion early on uh, he was the business guy and, and and looked to be the guy that was going to be the next world champion and then when David died uh, Kev, 
Terry was the guy that started getting all the, the attention, the features. And, and so Kevin kind of got left out of that equation a little bit to some degree. And I think, I think some, I think some of the story, at least part of it is about that, you know, that, that dynamic, you know, that, that, uh, how he dealt with that and, and, and dealt with all the tragedy and that kind of thing. So it, I think it's going to be a real personal kind of story more than it is a wrestling movie. Uh, obviously got wrestling in it and, and they were very meticulous about how that was done. Um, but um, I think it's going to be a surprise to people when they, when they see the, the, the movie and how, how it's, how it's laid out. Sean, Sean wrote the whole thing himself. He, he, he was a, a fan of wrestling and he, he got really interested in, in uh, the Von Erich story. I, I talked to him several times about this and, and uh, he was very, uh, um, dedicated to trying to make it as real and as, and as, and as uh, honest as he could make it. And I, 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 just knowing him from what, the time I was there and, and seeing how he went about things, I, I think, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting picture. Uh, and obviously it's going to be a big deal. A24 is the production company. They just won the Academy Award. Um, so it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's not going to be some kind of small thing that goes straight to cable or something. It's, it's going to be a big, big, big deal when it's really released. So I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing the whole story and how the final product looks. Yeah. And when you, when you think, you know, and I, and I've, I've done this many times, I, I've tried to put myself in Kevin's shoes and I, 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 I bet, I bet a lot of people have, right. You know, golly, what's he how do you, you know, how do you get through all that? You know, how do you deal with that? How do you cope? Right. You know, all his, all his brothers have passed, you know, you know, there were six brothers, you know. Well, I, I got to know Kevin pretty well. We rode together quite a bit at, at one point. And, and uh, when you ride with somebody, just you know, sit there and talk to them, you, you get a little bit different picture of them than, than the public picture and, and, and the typical, uh, view i guess and uh there were times when he got pretty introspective about things and and we talked about some things and that that were very personal and and uh you know i, I he, he's a pretty pretty strong individual um uh, he, he uh um he, he's he was a little bit different from the other boys in in some ways uh and, and i'm not saying he was he was better or worse or, or, or didn't make mistakes or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure he would tell you he did, but um, he, he had a little bit different, uh, I, I guess, a little bit different personality. Uh, you know, Kerry was uh, a very playful, very friendly, very outgoing. Uh, he, he was one of those guys that you just, he loved being around people, loved kidding around and that kind of thing. And, and, and David was a more, uh, business-like guy and and you know kevin was kevin looked at, at wrestling like a, a a competition and and uh you know and everybody will tell you that worked with him that you get in the ring with him it was a fight pretty much um so it, he had a whole different approach to things and and maybe that carried over to how he approached life as well you know i i don't know i, I mean you have to have to ask him that question but but uh He's he, a different guy, you know, and 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 I think the story probably is going to be very interesting to see if and and hopefully it's it's 
it's accurate and revealing and that kind of thing. When when I talk to people, you know, I think a lot of things swirl around David's death. You know, you know, there's so many things that have been said about, you know, what had happened. I recently had Bill Irwin and Bill Irwin, you know, says he he choked on vomit, you know, and, you know, he was up there with Bruiser Brody and they moved the body and, you know, food came out of his mouth. And then there's other stories, you know, that you hear like uh, Bruiser Brody removed, you know, prescription bottles or whatever. I guess you're never going to know until someone gets the death certificate, right? Well, I mean, and, and the truth is it can be a combination of all those things. And, you know, the, the truth is usually when you when, when things like that happen and, and you hear this story and that story and this version and that version, even guys that were there, you know, and I and I, you know, I Bill Irwin's a good friend of mine. I know him very well. And, and uh, Jerry Morrow, uh, who was there at the time, he was a Canadian wrestler. I, one of my uh, first trips to Japan, he he was on that trip and we talked about all that, too. He was right there with Bruiser when all that happened. And, and and I've talked to I've talked to Bruiser, you know. So uh, all of those guys have a little bit different uh, take on things, and 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 that's true with everything wrestling. You know, you, you got dip, it's not, not not that they're any of them are not true. It's just a different version and uh, and different reasons for doing things. You know, um, and what happened with David, it, it could be a combination of a lot of things. You know, I I wrote about it in my book. You know. Uh, he had been sick before he went over there. He'd been to the hospital. Uh, he had a medication. Uh, a lot of things could have contributed to that. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the whole truth may never be known, you know, about everything. But but uh, he was definitely not well when he went there. And then, uh, you know, uh, taking medication and going out with the boys and, and having a few drinks and that kind of thing. I mean, all, a lot of things could contribute to something like that. And and the guys that that were there and found him, I mean, you know, they didn't want anything bad to to come out, you know, for sure. So you know, I'm sure they did whatever they had to minimize some of that, and and that's normal. I mean, they were they were friends, they were work associates, they cared about each other. So try to protect them a little bit, and and you know, after all these years, some things come out, and some things are probably 100% accurate, and some things aren't. Yeah. No, it's 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 hard for me to um I'm not one to jump to conclusions, you know. I I really want to see things in black and white, you know, and I hear, you know, I I kind of I kind of lean toward uh your philosophy a little bit that it, it could be a little bit of all that stuff, but there there are different versions, you know, and you know, it's just like and until I, I I see you know, I guess proof. I'm 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 not going to call it one thing or the other. You know, it's just you know it, it's it's a tragedy. A lot of times when I do podcasts, they ask me about things I was involved in in the past, and you're talking about nearly forty years sometimes, all the way back, and and I may remember it one way, and another guy may remember it in a different way, or or have a different take on it, or a different opinion about it, and. And, and all those things have validity, but it may not all be 100% exactly the way it was. You know, it, it's not that anybody's lying or not telling the sure. truth or, or covering up anything or whatever. It's just 
it's just that it's a it's, it's a different version of the same story and then that there's nothing you know nothing unusual about that that's just human nature and uh, um uh, you know I, I, there's a lot of lot of things that that you know, I, I talked to my friend john layfield who now he has a podcast with jerry briscoe now and and, and they they They've heard a lot of a lot of stories about the same situations, and but they're different takes on them. And 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 we talked about this very subject, you know, that that none of those necessarily have to be untrue. They're just not exactly the same vision or same version of, of, of that story. And and it's just the way it is, you know. It's way it's human nature. You and I were were both living up there at that time. I was living in Louisville, so I was fairly close to Lake Dallas. Um, you were in 86, you were working with the company, right? So um, you were there, you were working for the company when uh, when Mike passed away, when Gary had his motorcycle accident. And I, what I want to try to, um, I guess, describe to the listeners of, you knew these people personally. I did not. However, living up there and watching wrestling and, and sometimes having sightings of, of the Von Erics, you know, in my community, um, they were ours, right? I mean, even if we didn't know them personally, we, I mean, I know, I know my family and my parents uh, mourn for their parents. Well, you know? that, that was the beauty of the territory system. Is that every every area of the country had their version of, of the the Von Erics in some to some degree, you know, uh, not necessarily a family like that, but maybe one guy that that was their their main hero or main main uh, uh, star, I guess, that kind of carried the company overall, and and that was one of the one of the good things about the territory days, and, and the th one of the things I miss about it because it did become very personal to people. Uh, the the national scene is kind of hard to feel that way, you know. When when you have one big promotion nationally, and it, they just seem a little bit more distant to you. But but in in the territory days, the fans believe that this is our guys, this is our team, you know. That's that's our quarterback, that's our whatever, you know. And 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 uh, and it was really easy for them to have that emotional Im impact on the community and and. And that involvement with the fans, because and, and which is really what wrestling is all about, is, is creating that emotion and that that uh, um, feeling that that you really care what happens. And and people really cared about what happened to the Von Eric boys because they were theirs. They were their they were their local heroes. And, and, and you know, and, and when things started going uh, badly. When, when, after David's death and, 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 you know, Mike's death and then Carrie had, and Carrie having the accident and uh, it, it, it just kind of put a, a, a uh, I guess kind of a dent in the, in the, in the armor, you know, uh, it, it, it wasn't as pristine and as, and as pure as it, as it, uh, as it seemed it once was. And, and things started to, the perception started to change a little bit and, you know, uh, these guys maybe aren't perfect and, and they're not perfect. They're, they're, they're people, you know, they're human beings. They made mistakes. Uh, all of them did, you know, I, I, all of us, I shouldn't say them. I said, all of us made mistakes. And, and, uh, and that's just, that's life. That's the way it is. And, 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 uh, 
you know, and, and it did affect the, the promotion. They started going downhill a little bit from that and, and the availability of guys because of those things, you know, that's another thing that, that happened. You know, you, you had your, your thing with Lance. That was one of the reasons why Lance was brought in is because of availability, uh, of, you know, the, the, they needed, they needed that other persona there. And, and, uh, and he was the guy that, that they brought in to do that. So, and that's another story entirely. And I know you've covered that. We won't get into that, but that's, that's, that's why he was there. And, and because part of the mystique, part of the, the uh, uh, armor had created, had, had dents in it now. And we needed, needed something to try to help that, you know, a little, little uh, somebody to stick their, finger in the plug in the in the hole in the dam, you know, and that kind of thing. And that that's that's what was going on. And that was the reason. Yeah. When 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 you think about the the world class wrestling as you and I remember it, you know, when Kerry won the world title and I mean, man, how could you how how do you, how do you put that into words? I mean, because that was that was a spectacular day. Well, it was, uh, and 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 the the sad part about it is, is that that, uh, and most of us believe this that that the plan was that that, that should have been David, and and if it had been David, you're probably talking about a much longer reign, a much long more um, a significant presence in the NWA, and uh, and then then it was with Kerry. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why Kerry wouldn't have been the guy to carry it for a long time and not just about dependability and that kind of thing. Is um, Generally, you need a guy who's a, a ring general to to carry that title. Uh, guys who can go into different territories, work with different different uh, wrestlers and make them look good and and uh, and, and, you know, adapt. To, to those things and, and and David was a guy that could do that. He, he, he was becoming that kind of guy. Kerry was a guy who could have great matches with guys who were great wrestlers. He, he could follow very well. Uh, wasn't necessarily the kind of guy that, that was going to lead or, or, or call matches and, and that kind of thing. So it was different, different dynamic for Kerry. Um, it, it, and, and it just, it, it, it made sense that they made the switch at the time because it was an emotional thing and it was kind of a, a, a nod to what the Von Erichs meant to the business. Um, but it wasn't something that was going to be long lasting in, in any, any way, any measure. Um, David would have been different. Uh, it, it could have, he could have been, he could have been, uh, a very, um, uh, significant, uh, individual in, in the not only in, in wrestling but the NWA in particular, but uh, in, in the business overall because he was he was that kind of guy. He, he just had that kind of personality and that kind of feel for things in the ring and the more of a business mind, I guess. So, you know, it, it, so many things happened that that changed wrestling history or could have, you know, and and that was one of them, you know, and and then all the other things started happening and. Um, uh, world class sort of um, became a little less pristine, I guess, you know. And it was sad. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad. Well, James, I could talk all day on this subject with you. <laughs> I'm sure you could too. 
but we'll leave it there. And I and I really do want to thank you for your time. Uh, what are some of the things that you're doing uh, these days that that fans might uh, see you working at or have your hands involved in? Well, mo- most of my uh, time now, I'm, I'm, I work with a, a teaching promotion in, in Louisiana that runs about once a month. Uh, my old friend Danny Davis has a, has a, 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 a school down there, and, and, and I go down there and try to help those guys a little bit every month. And then um, I still do a few bookings, you know, as a referee, and I still help some guys out when it comes to uh, um, booking and, and, and that kind of thing. And and uh, I'm very involved with uh, um, the Tragus Fez Hall of Fame in Iowa. Um, that's kind of a passion for me now. And, and of course, still still involved with Cauliflower Alley. So I'm, I'm staying active, I'm, you know, as active as I want to be. I, I'm, you know, I'm just one of those old guys that just try to contribute when I can and, and pass along a little bit if, if anybody wants to listen. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, that that's where I am right now. Well, that's good. That's good news. Well, thank you, James. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, I had fun talking to you for sure. Absolutely, Vince. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. This is Max Castellanos at Chingon de Texas. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. And you're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast. Now that, my friend is just incredible.